Welcome to the Service Management Leadership Podcast with Jeffrey Tiefertiller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Service Management Leadership Podcast. We have two great guests. We have Kat McDermott and we have Lisa Parnas. And hopefully I pronounce everybody's name right. I have, uh, it's once a show, once every two or three, I butcher one and with the name like Tiefer Tiller, I'm a little more immune, but I don't want to push that onto everyone. All right, jump right in. Kat, you, it's great having you back on the podcast. You are our first guest, the original. You set the tone. And so it's great having you back. You've been busy these three or four months. And so since then, you launched a portal. We'll get into that. You are named uh, an Axelos ITIL Global global ambassador. How did all that come about? What are your responsibilities? Do you get to like sit in first class now, you know, and have a special visa? How does all that work? Jeffrey, where to? We can't travel. (laughs) (laughs) Mask included, right? true. Um, Jeffrey, thank you so much. Um, And Lisa and I thank you, which we'll, we'll talk more in a moment, for being guests on your show. And it was a pleasure and a privilege to be your first guest on your very first podcast. And indeed, since we last spoke, my gosh, <laughs> what an amazing, well, that was three three months ago, was that correct? Three that we last four, spoke? It was July. It was July. Yeah, and um, who would have thought uh, where I'd <laughs> land, where we are today? Uh, so I guess the first thing, yes, main thing uh, to address that you spoke about was being a, a, a engaged as a Axelos ITIL Global Ambassador. Yeah, very honoured to, to have that privilege. Also, uh, what does it mean? I, I guess um, probably not a great deal differently to what I currently do, because I, I think, you know, you know, and our audience knows that I, I'm passionate about ITIL and service management. And it's really just, I guess, to work more closely with Axelos and to have more insights about longer term strategies um, and the like. Um, but as I said, pretty much continuing what I do. And, and yes, when world does return to normal, I will be up the front of the plane, Jeffrey. <laughs> Well, I had to use that analogy, especially with where we're going with the portal conversation, right? And right. So, yes, that's right. you know, that it is such a great honor for you to be on the show, but also for this ambassadorship. And I say that only because the closer you are aligned to the mothership with Axelos in this ambassadorship, <laughs> the better your customers, your clients on the portal get a benefit because you are tightly... Uh, found there that uh, maybe other uh, providers don't have that same uh, benefit. Yeah, and, and that's a good point, and that was a consideration, Jeffrey. But the way I look at this, and it is with hand on heart and all sincerity, I don't find other providers necessarily as being competitors. We're a community, and we're a community about promoting how to do good service management. And that is, that's what I want to do. And then off people go and decide where they want to go and how to do it. And, and that, as I said, I said that with all sincerity. Yeah. And that's how I feel as well. I, I look at the world as a big ice cream shop. Some people like one flavor, some people like another. And it, as my father used to say, it'd be boring world if we all chose vanilla, you know? And that's sometimes right. yeah. it jives with different people on how they frame things. All hmm. right, so let's jump in. So last Wednesday night, my time in the US, I stayed up late. I get this invite from Vicki McDermott, your sister, 
And it was for 11.30 p.m. for your launch of your portal. So, of course, I stay up. And I'm like, I want to see this. I want to support Kat. I was the only one either, either so supportive or dumb enough to stay up that late. I'll choose supportive and support you all because you all were all local and same room and, you know, see my ugly mug on the Zoom picture. But I was so excited for you to launch this new ITIL4 portal. What inspired you to, to take this big leap? Um, I think, no, I don't think I know. I wanted to make something fun and exciting and different because I, I, us people in IT, we don't always get a good rap. We're, we're, we're sometimes perceived as, you know, um, boring. <laughs> you know, too detailed, et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to make it fresh and bring it to life. And as you know, I, I also specialize in human-centered design. And I guess that's my value proposition of bringing ITIL and human-centered design together. Um, I, I think that, you know, there's still a lot of opportunity to bring the human aspect into ITIL. And certainly with ITIL 4, we, we are doing that. Um, and the door is open to further expand on that. But I guess if I may, Jeffrey, um, if I could um, hand over to Lisa for a moment, because if it wasn't for Lisa, uh, my vision would not have come to where it is. Um, so Lisa, I guess, you know, you were instrumental. And again, not guess, you are and were <laughs> instrumental in, in the creation of this portal. And I guess, Lisa, what did you see in me that was different that you wanted to support me and work with me now we're partners? I thought it was actually quite timely that uh, your sister introduced us because uh, I had taken a different direction with my business since COVID as well uh, because most of my business was in Australia and I found myself living in New Zealand, which I'm very fortunate to be here. But then having all of my customers, my team and my business in another country and I had thought, that I would really, really love to help some smaller businesses. You know, uh, most of the businesses I work with or have worked with are massive. It's Google, LinkedIn, News Corp, you know, lots of businesses like that. But I really was interested in the prospect of finding a couple of people that I could help bring their vision to life. And I'd, I'd been thinking about that. And then your sister emailed me and said, I need you to meet my sister and I need you to help my sister. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And I, I knew your sister is a powerhouse. And then I think a few things were really, really clear to me when I met you, Kat. I could see, I've worked with a lot of IT professionals also, not in the same way that you both have, but in different ways. And I could see that you had a unique perspective that I found really interesting and immediately made sense to me. It was so logical and I loved the thought of humanizing IT service management um, as the benefit normally of a very high user of IT service management services. Um, and I could see that you wanted a portal and I just knew that you were really incredibly driven. And so it makes it really easy. You just made things really easy for us. So it was more kind of just extracting everything out of your fabulous brain, Kat. And then, yes, also, you know, 10 times in that vision and, and saying, uh, like, I, I know you laughed when I said it in that first meeting, but I was like, well, why can't we have the best portal in the world? <laughs> Let's just aim for that. <laughs> uh, and that's what we really did. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. And, and Jeffrey, I'm not sure if you remember last week when I 
at the uh, virtual launch um, and in-place launch that with Lisa, uh, I had sayings for people in my life and, and Lisa's saying was, just say it, Kat. Just say it, Kat. Because <laughs> I, I think uh, Jeffrey and IT, you know, we're used to, oh, we can't do it. It's not in the budget. It's not the right time. You know, we're always this constraint to constraint. And, and Lisa brought this up, just say it. <laughs> and, and if it wasn't for that, Lisa pushing me, there's no way, as, as Lisa said, we have the best ITIL training portal in the world. And that's something that jointly we're very, very proud of. As you saw, Jeffrey, and we'll probably talk about it. It's very different, isn't it, Jeffrey? Well, I mean, what were your thoughts on Jeffrey if I could turn this around? <laughs> oh, I loved it. First of all, let me say we all need people in our lives to help us accomplish, to push us where we're not comfortable, to see things that we don't normally see because we all have blind spots. We all are bound by our own experiences. We need somebody nudging us, sometimes more than nudge, but, you know, pushing us forward. <laughs> But I really enjoyed the user experience of it. And I say that be from a training point of view, because in IT, training is usually one person with too many words on a slide, up in front, going on and on and on. And you all can tell me how wrong I am, and I'm okay with that. But that is what we're used to, right? And then maybe somebody has some animation in their slide, and woohoo. But I really appreciated the the thought. So there's two parts. A, the, the user experience with Tilly, and we'll get into her in just a moment, but also how everything's strung together. You know, there's a, the way you tie things together in a methodical way was very nice. And, it, and also the packages were small. And I use the word package on purpose there. But, you know, you, it, it's a small bite of information that we consume, and then we move to the next one, and then we move to the next one, and they build upon each other. That's what I got out of it is that from a user point of view, that it's easy to consume. It's not training, it's more entertainment for them in terms of their ability to consume it. Is that, does that seem reasonable and uh, quasi compliment to you two ladies? It's beautiful, music to our ears. <laughs> That's exactly the response we want, Jeffrey, exactly. You said fun and entertaining. And, and, and you're so right, traditionally in IT, and I was one of them, we'd, we'd teach with a PowerPoint slide with too many words on the page, <laughs> and so we might have some animation in there, and this is a completely different, different learning experience. Mm. So yeah, thank you for that feedback. And the funny part about IT is somebody puts, they go, okay, you gotta keep it to four slides, and they're like, but I have six slides worth of material. <laughs> okay, let's make the font smaller. That's the, that's the solution. It's never the solution. If those of you are listening, it's never the solution. All right. So for those unaware, we touched on it. What is this portal? What is this, this thing that we're talking about that Lisa helped Kat create? What is it? I guess if I, I go a step, um, sorry, Lise. Um, and, you know, I think we spoke in our last podcast about why I had to go down this path. Like most people, covid affected me dramatically. Um, I was in the airline industry and you know, traveled the world and there is no essentially airline industry anymore. Um, so I had to re-pivot. And as you know, Jeffrey, you know, I've always been passionate about ITIL and, and service management. So, uh, you know, just quickly, I needed to do something different. I mean, had to pay my bills, everyone has to do that. And I, I was fortunate to uh, get an engagement with the company and that sort of started me on the, the training path. Um, and I, I thought, oh, I can do this, this is easy. And this is a true story, and I hope you know your listeners can learn from this. That 
I used to train ITIL in a classroom situation and, and I said, oh, I'm doing it online. That's easy because I've got all the content. I literally thought you could just get the PowerPoint content, put it online, boom. Um, no. <laughs> and it's, but having said that, there are a lot of, um, with all due respect, a lot of training companies online that do do that. Um, and, and since then, I wanted to make an experience of training. I had the content. I didn't have the experience. And then that's where uh, Lisa has, has been amazing and has she created that learning experience. You know, I was more creating the content and the con concept. But Lisa, I'll hand over to you now um, to Jeffrey's question. Yeah, I, I would describe it as a portal for IT professionals and people who want to be IT professionals that leverages human-centered design and harnesses some of the best idle brains around the world to teach you and make your learning real and applicable. And they're similar concepts of just what I believe learning should be anyway. Um, I want to learn from the best. Why wouldn't I want to learn from the best masters in the world? Um, I want to make things real. I want to learn when I want to learn, how I want to learn. And one of the challenges with online, as much as everyone says that everyone loves online, actually, you still get phenomenal results from face-to-face -face training. Uh, and so the risk with online training is it's a one-way conversation. And that's telling. That's not teaching. Um, so our challenge was how do we make online learning a two-way conversation? And so we've got some really cool features um, that make learning really easy because we also need to combat what I would uh, say uh, in the learning industry, we call the forgetting curve. So within a month of you learning something new, you've probably forgotten 90% of it before you, you know, even really started applying it, especially with such an information rich I've changed the word dense to rich, Jeffrey, with so, such an information rich course. Um, so as you said, we've got the modules that are really short and easy to engage with. Uh, they're also interactive, so you can explore information within those modules. You've got the opportunity to listen to a teacher engaging you, teaching you, using examples. We've got different ways of accessing information. So we've got flashcards that you can use to refresh. We've got three different ways that you can test yourself and get yourself ready for your exam. Um, and the three different ways that you can test yourself, different types of testing will also then tell you when you're ready to do your exam, because we know also that people tend to have exam reluctance. And uh, I think learners tend to fall into two categories there. There's the overconfident ones. Yep, I'll just wing it. I was never one of those. <laughs> I was the over-preparer and then wondering whether I'm, am I ready? Am I going to pass? Um, so we really wanted to help with that also. And then bringing some of the best minds in, in ITIL 4 and IT service management around the world to teach from your experience. Um, so that's really what we were focusing on. And then really releasing Tilly, your ITIL coach. But maybe Kat, you want to talk a bit more about Tilly because I laughed so much, Jeffrey, when Kat said, look, this is going to sound crazy, but this is what I want to do just because it was so perfect, actually. Oh, yes. And, and yeah. the two things that you said, and we'll get into Tilly, is we have to tell stories. If people are going to remember, they, it has to be relatable. The old with them, what's in it for me is, 
is applicable, but you know, it's gotta be relatable and stories really help us. And Tilly helps tell that story. And I think that also helps it versus someone just reading, reading, reading. And, uh, but the airline thing, I wanna, let's, let's wait and we'll jump into Tilly. You chose an airline thing. You have an airline background cap and I say airline industry, you know, airline industry. What made you choose airline, especially in this COVID world, right? Uh, over a different industry and are you have plans to replicate this? I was thinking healthcare or banking, you know, you could, you could do something similar. I don't know what you're gonna call your bank teller if you do this again, if she's gonna be Tilly or whatever, you know, but I'm interested to hear how, how all that came about. And you can weave Tilly in there too, because Tilly's the best part. I, I don't wanna spoil it for people, but she's chipper. She's always positive, just like you two ladies are. And so, you know, that's awesome. But how'd you get to this airplane themed or, you know, this, how'd you get there? Well, I'm going to practice what I preach, Jeffrey, <laughs> and use one of the ITIL um, guiding principles. Um, start where you are. Yes. And and I wanted to actually write a book, and I'm, I'm in the process of, of, of drafting that, and I had to think of something. And I'm like, hang on a sec. I wrote a two thesis <laughs> for my ITIL master's. I spent nearly two years writing that, and so I had a lot of this rich, dense data information, knowledge, wisdom. I'm like, why don't I use that? So that's the background why I chose the airline aviation industry. Because um, as I said, I spoke to industry experts, both from industry, both from IT service management. Um, and you can relate to this, Jeffrey, the problems they were facing in their IT organization could be applied to any, <laughs> any industry, which I'm you know, validating. Uh, so that's the background to it. And you're right, our plan is to, um, um, morph Tilly, and we will. Tilly will be the mascot of ITIL um, to other industries. So Tilly might become a doctor, you know. So we'll do the healthcare industry. Uh, Tilly might become so for transport. She might become, um, you know, I don't know, a bus driver or something like that. So that's the idea. We're using different industries, and airline. I think to um, everybody can relate essentially to an airline. You know, essentially everyone has been on a plane or been near near it. Um, and that was also, as you said, a key part of what we do. Storytelling is a key tenant of human-centered design. And, and so we tell a story throughout. We have different stories, we introduce different characters. And as Lisa said, um, uh, <laughs> I often say this when I do um, train in ITIL, sometimes my students know more than me. And, you know, I'm an ITIL master. And, but that's the beauty of it. I'm not an expert, you know, in um, configuration management, Jeffrey, and you are. I'm not an expert in events management and things like that. You are. So what we've done as part of the portal, we're having asked the, we call it ask the experts. Is that right, Lise? Yes. Yeah. Um, there's an ask the experts page. And Jeffrey, you feature on it. You're the first <laughs> guest. And what, if you could tell the audience what you wrote about configuration management so i'm a process practice and i took four let's correct it nerd in that i care about how well do we execute how well do we are we maturing how well are we execute and so mine was uh, configuration management because we have to know how our services are defined you know we think about the baggage we think about the person scanning our uh, ticket before we board the plane 
those are all services that IT provides to the business. And so I interwove that in and the major thought I had for this, and it made me think, hey, can I write a full book on what I gave Kat, was think of configuration management as a genealogy. Everybody knows their family genealogy and how their family units are connected. Think of those as services. How did I get, you know, how did I get my eye color? How did I get, I'm a fairly tall person. Nobody ever sees it on this thing, but I'm a fairly tall person. How did that come to be? How did, you know, left hand, right hand help things? The same thing as in our IT services that those are passed down through our dependencies, just like configuration management. And so that's a big thought, but it's also true, especially in the airline industry, because think about the, the gate person that's scanning all the tickets to board the plane. If somebody did an upgrade on her scanner or his scanner, and now they can't board the plane, that's a big uh-oh for IT. And so the other reason I really like the airline industry that you use is that we matriculate down a path. And when we are in, when we're traveling, we're moving. And so that's why it also resonates with me. Yeah. And, 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 and that's right, Jeff, you know, when you said you'd like to write a book and, and that's what this is about, bringing us all together. And, and that was a very, very important to me as part of the portal. As I said, I don't know everything. I, I know a lot about a lot of things. I'm not an expert in everything. I'm an expert in some things. So bringing that together. And also, you know, we have stories from um, Chris Dolphin, who I did a webinar with Axelos a couple of weeks ago. He actually wrote a white paper on how he brought ITIL4 into his organisation and his organisation was responsible for the critical uh, passenger service system of over 300 airlines. So a very, very responsive role, responsible role. And it's a very good read. So that's what I mean, it's just bringing the information together. Um, which brings me um, onto your question about Tilly. <laughs> um, yeah, Tilly is uh, our mascot. And I don't know way I grew up, Jeffrey, how I think, how did I come up with Tilly? So obviously uh, it's an acronym of ITIL and it, it is bringing ITIL to life. It's uh, in, in this example, Tilly is um, a, a, a cabin crew member, very senior cabin crew member. Off the record, we wanted her to be a pilot, but <laughs> it all got a bit hard. But anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, the thought is there. Yes. And it's interesting because when we launched it last week and, and Lisa did a, a, a tremendous job of the demonstration, um, I, to be honest, I, I think it, it could have been perceived the other way. But And this is the first time I'd seen people's reactions. To see people's reaction in the room laughing and enjoying Tilly, it was priceless. And, and so the last three to four months of the blood, sweat and a lot of tears <laughs> has been worth it. And, and since then, I've actually demonstrated the portal to a very senior executive, one of Australia's largest banks, um, another one to uh, healthcare where I'm today here. And, you know, when you do a demonstration, you go, I'll just show five seconds of it, that's it. But I actually show all of it. It's, it's about a minute and 20 seconds. And just, again, to see the reaction on people's faces. And, and it, I think it just works. And it's, we've, we've hit, we've hit um, a nerve there, a good nerve, that is making ITIL enjoyable and fun. As I said, to, to, the proof is in the pudding. People were laughing. And we, you saw the comments um, in the post um, from the yeah. attendees of the just terrific. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Mm. And 
And I, I very much appreciate being able to contribute, uh, you know, configuration management, it is what it is. It's just uh, one of the practices. But I think the ability to tie all that together into one big thought for the ITIL 4 and have Tilly walk us down that path is what's the big deal, right? And so how did you come up with her? Do you, do you know, or were you just brainstorming one day and you thought, hey, let's rearrange these letters? Um, well, initially I was going to call it Tilly with a Y and uh, and again, you know, using ITIL, but I thought actually, you know, I was, I literally got my pen and paper out. I'm like, can't be Tilly, but why not? And it was just, and the background is actually, I was actually going to do a, a whole storyline on Tilly um, and she, she was breaking up with ITIL 4, uh, ITIL 3, I should say, sorry. And so the whole thing was about how they've spent, you know, 10 years together um, and she's very upset that it's time to say goodbye. Um, but yes, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't uh, adjust to modern times. Your service level agreements were still based on IT metrics. Um, you're, you're too process driven, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually spent quite a lot of time writing a, a story because it's going to be a, like a short book. But um, I was correctly and rightly um, um, sort of pulled up, if you will, to say ITIL 4 is an evolution. Uh, it's not a goodbye to ITIL 3. It's, it's evolved. And so that concept kind of didn't work. I mean, I did a post recently about a, a girl writing a breakup letter. But that's how I initially started that Tilly was breaking up from this long-term relationship. Um, but as I said, it, it kind of is not accurate at all because it's, it's not goodbye to ITIL version 3. So that, that's the background. And I guess, yeah, that thing in me of, of storytelling, making it relevant, making it fun, I, that, I, that's the background, yeah. I, I was waiting for a post swipe left for ITIL 3 or something, you know. <laughs> well, I'm on to ITIL 4. <laughs> but on, uh, on the configuration management book, I'm still like at the embryonic stage. I just, you know how you have these ideas and you start things and then pretty soon you have a collection of all the things you've started. I've written some books because I was focused at the time to get them done, but you know, this is what it is. But I'm glad that because I really see ITIL 4 as a bringing ITIL 3, V3, to another level. I see it as a foundational, not a separation. Because you're basically saying, ITIL V3, we love you. We love a lot of things about you. But we need you to improve in these areas, right? And so how do we help you get there? So now let's go, Lisa, I have a question for you. This site is genius. It gives a strong user experience. We talked about that. Your team with Cat did a great job. How did you do? Have you done stuff like this before? Because I know as soon as this gets out, your phone's going to ring. People are like, "Can you do this for me?" Not an ITIL four. I'm sure you have some non-compete there somewhere. But you and your team did a great job. Is this something you have done before, or is this just all fresh to you? Uh, no, so uh, I'm the founder of a company called Red Hero Group, and we've been operating for five years. Uh, and I actually started Red Hero because if we come back to what Kat said at the start about how everyone was telling her things were too hard, I got tired of people telling me the things that I wanted to make happen with technology were too hard. <laughs> and, um, and I'd had so many meetings with developers where I'd get the old... Oh, yeah, um, that's going to cost a lot. And I thought, well, 
don't tell me why things are hard. That's not my question because I actually don't care about something being hard. <laughs> if all you're doing is easy things and chances are everybody else is already doing them. So it kind of, it just inspired me to start my own. Um, and as someone who runs a technology company, I can't code a thing. I actually, so I'm the imaginer and I'm a really great problem solver. And technology is a really great solver of problems. And so, yeah, I've been, I really have great people around me. Uh, so our key developer on this project with Kat was Griffin. And so the three of us, we did this with a really small team of people actually, Jeffrey, and we did it relatively quickly. Um, so uh, yeah, and I guess often I think uh, when you haven't built IT platforms before, I can imagine that you would think it's really hard and challenging and, ex and you know, extremely uh, costly and things like that. But I think, Kat, we were probably able to prove the opposite of all of those. Like often I think with Kat, um, you know, Griffin will code things on the spot and we'll resize things and change things. And how about, can we see it like this and see it like that? And I think that really helps uh, us make decisions and can't make decisions. So, yep, we, we build portals, but we've mostly done it for really large businesses, Jeffrey. And it's been really, really such a joy to work with Kat and um, help like another startup, help another entrepreneur's vision come to life. So, um, you know, Griff and I would often get off a call with Kat and be like, wow, like we're, our customers are grateful, but Kat is so genuinely grateful, like to see her, see it come to life. And we really love that. So we're definitely open to doing more of it, um, especially with COVID. I can imagine that there's lots of thought leaders around who are genuine thought leaders, have their own IP, but aren't experts in learning or technology. So yeah, we can definitely help. I've met a lot of learning people in different organizations and most of them struggle. And I say struggle because they, they slap content onto content management systems and that's not learning, you know? And, uh, and when you said things are too hard coming from an IT person, this is, I'm, I'll get hate mail, but I, I, I don't really apologize. Usually the only people telling you it's too hard or too expensive are the ones that aren't really good. The ones that are really good say, oh, that's easy. Give me just a minute. I'll, I'll whip it up for you. And uh, that's, my, that's my view of working in technology since a long time. And so, you know, the people that are really good, like obviously Griffin is, it's not too hard for them because, you know, and it's, those people are enablers. It's like, tell me what you're wanting and let's try to create create these outcomes that people want to hear. Kat, what do you want to add on top of this? Yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity to add on that because what I wanted to say also is that what I've found is who I am today is very different to who I was five years ago as most people. But in the regard that IT people, and I know we're boxing them, but I'm going to use persona, my type of IT persona, um, we kind of think we can do it all yeah. in that, as you said, we can do PowerPoint slides and, and we can do training. And and I find like a lot of, uh, we thought, again, all due respect, and I'm only saying this to be absolutely helpful, is that a lot of training companies or consultants or something think they have the right skills. And we don't. We simply don't. I am not a, a designer, an illustrator, a graphic designer, adult learning specialist. 
I am not. So it's very important, if I can give some advice, that you, you get the right people to do the job. Yes. And what I think I'm good at is um, having these crazy ideas <laughs> and these concepts and, and using people like Lisa that can say, no, it's not too hard, allowing me to, to you know, open up my vision even more. And that's, that's what's important is to get the right people to do the job. And that, to me, that's pivotal to a success. And also um, to validate yourself. And Jeffrey, you know yourself, it, it takes time, effort, money, yeah. but you are now a well-respected and well-known person in the industry. And that didn't happen overnight. And you, you have to work on that. So, you know, success doesn't happen overnight. And, and conversely, I've done the same. I've spent the last two to three years um, of very similar, very similar in that regard, Jeffrey. We're passionate about what we do and we work very long hours. <laughs> yes. You know, and you stayed up very late to see my portal. That's a great example. And a lot of people wouldn't do that. Yeah. Sometimes we have too much flexibility in our world because then everything gets pushed down to late at night. But there's two things yes. <laughs> I want to push into. Like vision is so underrated. Execution is too, but vision is. I go back to this Henry Ford quote the guy that started Ford Motor Company. He said, if I asked my customers, they would have asked for faster horses. And I think that's us in so many ways. People are asking, hey, can you just take your content and put it in this format? You're like, no, no, no. Let's create something that's a user or human-centric view and walk them down this path, enabling them to learn in different ways. Does that seem fair? Exactly. And, Absolutely. And yeah. th there's quite a few pictures of when I've studied human-centered design that bring that to life. And there's a picture of a, a small child reaching, I've just given away, trying to get a book off a bookshelf. And IT people would say that she needs a ladder. <laughs> but what she wants to do, she wants to reach. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a ladder. Right. But that's what we tend to do. Yeah, so find out, you know, the, the, the why and the how. Just don't, don't give them the answer straight away. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, and you mentioned mine. So most people know this. Some people don't. I started putting out little three minute YouTube videos in 2016, 2017. I have over a thousand yes. out there, Lisa, people all over the world. And so it's the weirdest thing because I get all kinds of strange calls that I'm happy to help people with their problems. Right. But you put out a thousand videos and a thousand different topics, you know, that are just edible, small, consumable. And it's quite interesting. And so, uh, I'm with you, Kat, because the more we do, the more we put ourselves out there, sometimes the more lonely it becomes and the more we are not surrounded around other thought leaders. And I think that's where we back ourselves or to use an illustration, we paint ourselves into a corner and we don't, we aren't able to freely share ideas. Hey, I've had this experience. Have you had this to help us walk down this path together? Because you're right. This is a big pool. We had David Ratcliffe on the on the podcast many weeks ago, soon after we you were on. And he said, you know, as at Pink, we don't think of everybody being competitors. It's a big, it's a big, big industry. And so that's how I view, yep. view it. That that's why I always use the ice cream analogy. You know, some people aren't your flavor, and that's all right. And and that's exactly right. That's how I said at the beginning, Jeffrey. I I don't. We're all in this together, and that the more we promote it together, the, the better off we all are. And and if I may just go back a step, Jeffrey, um, 
you know, when you said about the portal being for other industries, interesting, I had a, a CEO of a company in Australia reach out to me that is, is not nothing to do with iTool, um, but she saw some of the, the launch photos and um, speaking about the portal. And she actually wants to use our approach, the one that Lisa has developed for the adult learning for our portal, for something completely different, <laughs> not for iTool. So, um, you know, as you said, it's, it, it is such an amazing platform that can be uh, utilised for any type of learning um, using the concepts that Lisa has developed, um, which I said is extremely very, very unique in the world. We've done it. Lisa, I say we, Lisa <laughs> has done a lot of research um, on this. And, and yeah, we're the only ones that are doing it. The royal we is how we refer to it, right? The we are doing <laughs> this. All right. So we talked about all of this and what Tilly is. And, and so I agree with you, whether it was, it's a utilities company talking about safety, you could have Tilly talking about safety, right? president of the utility talking about why it's important and walk down or whatever the, I mean, you know, you can take it across any industry. So when does the portal go live officially? Where can people find it? How can people get in touch with, all right, KatrinaMcDermott.com is pretty easy, right? But how can they get in touch with you two ladies? All those answers. We'll let Lisa go first, right? So our portal is being launched to the public. So we have public courses uh, where people can just come online and do the course. That'll be launched week commencing the 2nd of November. Uh, anyone in the world can find that at itil4.com. And, uh, and we're also releasing a special offer for people who've been impacted by COVID. Uh, so Kat and I are sponsoring five exams for people who may be in the process of trying to find employment. And, um, and we're gonna release that on LinkedIn. We're gonna ask for some applications so that we can select five, uh, five fabulous humans uh, that will have full access to our portal and then we will sponsor their exams as well. So if you're listening to this and you see it on LinkedIn, tag somebody you think would, would appreciate this Let's get the application pool large is what we're asking for. Right, Lisa? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're open to more. We'll see how we go. So uh, Kat's website, so katmcdermott.com um, or uh, itil4.com. Kat, how about you? What do you want to pile on for this? Uh, I... I will use my best medium, which is LinkedIn, to continue to promote within our community. Um, and I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my community. The response um, to my post last week, two posts, has been phenomenal. It got trending status. Uh, and it, honestly, it's, it's such an honour and, and, and very humbling that I have this support in the community. And in answer to your question, I, I will just be by the, the post. Um, and as Lisa said, really excited to be sponsoring um, people in, in our industry or not our industry that do want to move in, into ITIL as well. And, and you know, and, and as you said, Jeffrey, you know, little things make a big difference. And by that, I mean, you do three minute videos. That's how I actually came across you. And so we will be asking uh, the people that we're sponsoring um, to write blogs about their experiences and, and who knows where that leads. And, and this is what networking and community is all about. Oh, yes. And, and this is a big community. You know, everybody wants to make it like finite. No, it's unlimited. 
you know, there are college students that are going to graduate in May that may be the biggest benefactor of our community five years from now. And we just don't know. And so they may yeah. be the biggest contributors in the same way. So exactly. yeah. itil4.com, Kat McDermott or Katrina McDermott? Katrina McDermott. Yeah. Katrina McDermott.com and find Kat on LinkedIn, Lisa as well. It's great having you ladies on. We thank you for your time and uh, I wish you all much success. And Jeffy, if I may take this opportunity and on behalf of Lisa and myself, thank you, not just for giving this opportunity, but it contributing to, as you said, our community, your knowledge and experience. You're very generous in many, many ways. Well, thank so you. thank you. Thank you. We try, you know, this is a, this is a world that we all on a splint, a spinning globe together. How can we help each other? It's all good. And so uh, I do wish you all well and thank you all. And our listeners, please reach out to these two ladies, connect with them. And uh, I'm sure Lisa's going to get a lot of contact after all this, because it's great. You all don't need to hear me say this. Go check it out the week of the 2nd of November. Have a great day, all. We'll be back with Jeffrey's closing thoughts. Hello, everyone. This is Jeffrey back with closing thoughts. Wasn't it great having Kat and Lisa on the podcast? It's great having Kat back on. She was our first guest. We appreciate her support. We, uh, Appreciate just getting to know our guests better each time they're on. There are two things I want to briefly touch on as we reflect back on this podcast. Number one, a strong UX, a strong user experience helps our, our people learn. And so when we are doing training, let's think of service management training or any type of training, we need to consider the user experience. This isn't just a Let's throw it at them and see what they consume. Let's, let's think about it. How do we help their journey? How do we help them learn better, faster, and now become ambassadors themselves? Second of all, ITIL and ITIL 4 is here. And so we appreciate Kat's leadership because ITIL 4 is coming. And those of you all still with ITIL V3, organization set up with service design, transition, operations, and so on. The time's going to be coming. It may be next year. It may be 2022. But you need to get your, your thoughts, your preparations in line with that this is coming. And let's embrace it. Let's embrace it together. And we at Service Management Leadership would love to be your partner, be your support. And so if there's something that we can do to help you, let us know. And so once again, thank you to Kat and Lisa, and I hope everyone has a great, great day.